Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I would like to talk about hard-to-learn English. So what is hard-to-learn English? Hard-to-learn English is the English that you can't learn uh, from a textbook. And to be honest, even learning it, I don't know, from the internet um, is going to be very difficult because it's the kind of English that isn't wrong. It's right. So you're making a sentence, everything in the sentence is perfect, the grammar is perfect, the words are perfect, but the meaning is wrong. That's uh, hard to learn English. So let me give you an example of this. Um, one of my friends, um, who was a student studying English in England, um, said to me one day that she had to go to the hospital. And I was like, oh, why? What's wrong? You know, he was quite worried. Because when you go to the hospital in England, it's usually for something serious. Um... And anyway, um, she explained um, what the problem was, and I was a bit confused. I couldn't understand why she was going to the hospital um, for, like, a simple matter, a simple thing. Like I said, it's normally, I mean, you go to the hospital if you um, have a serious health condition or if you need surgery, if you need an operation, then you would always go to the hospital. But um, for times when, I don't know, you've got a, a cold or maybe you've got, I don't know, some minor uh, condition, something not serious at all, 
you go to your GP, your general practice, which is like a sort of small local, um, it's not a hospital, it's sort of like a hospital, but they don't do any like treatments there, they don't do like serious, you know, operations or anything like that. So if someone says, I'm going to my GP, you know, it's just, you know, something minor. Um, if someone says, I'm going to the hospital, it's something big. Now, um, since my friend was Japanese, I don't think they have the idea of like these two different types of like hospitals to go to. There's just hospital. So when she translated, um, when she when she made this translation into English, um, although everything was correct, um, the meaning was changed, and the, and that was that's a difficult thing to learn, isn't it? Because it was due to the fact it was because she didn't know that there was a difference between a hospital and a GP, a general practice. Now. Is that part, is that English culture? I'm not sure you can even call that English culture. So I don't think uh, reading a book about English culture is going to help you. It's just something that you have to learn by living in England, I think, or by talking to many uh, English people. Now, I've just remembered um, another story uh, but this isn't about um, English this, this time. This is about uh, someone who uh, went to Japan. Um, but it's a similar story, so I'll tell it now. Um, so, uh, this man was in Japan and he wanted... Um, was it a television? I think it was a television. And uh, so he asked um, one of his colleagues if she knew... Um, where an AV shop was. Now, AV in England just means audio video or audio visual, audio visual. Well, anyway, it, it's like a shop where you can buy televisions and speakers and I don't know, CD players and all that kind of thing. But, a, but in Japan, um, AV I think it can mean that, but it can also mean something very different. Um, it can mean adult video. And this person, this colleague, um, the look on her face was very surprised. She thought that this man was asking <laughs> if she knew a place where he can buy adult videos from. <laughs> So perhaps that is a, a sort of another good example of um, like not English that's hard to learn because we're talking about Japanese here, but um, an example of the kind of things that are very difficult to learn that you, that you can't really pick up from textbooks um, and you can't learn so easily. Now it's not just. Um, non-native speakers of English uh, who can also make uh, these mistakes. I remember I was in Australia um, with my family and uh, we were visiting uh, some of my relatives who live in Australia. 
and I was having a conversation uh, with my one of my cousins, and we, I, I think we must have been talking about uh, footwear, about shoes, and things like that. And I think my cousin said, uh, who is Australian, uh, my cousin said something like, I usually wear thongs. And I remember looking at my sister, and uh, the expression on my face was sort of like, did I hear that correctly? And uh, she was looking at me with the same expression, sort of like half laughing, <laughs> because um, thongs, if you don't know, are like a type of underwear uh, that ladies wear. And uh, it was a bit of it was a bit out of place. It was a bit unusual uh, bringing up this <laughs> this topic of underwear. Um, which is quite personal, let's be honest, um, in a conversation about footwear. So, because we're English, um, we didn't say anything, we just sort of, like, let it go by, you know? it was It's more polite not to mention it, not to say, like, what? Thongs? Why, why, why on earth are you talking about thongs? Why are you talking about underwear? Um, so we ignored it, and... Uh, just thought maybe maybe we misheard it or something, but then it got it got mentioned like several times, and uh, I think eventually we worked out um, that it meant flip flops. Um, flip flops—that's an interesting word. Um, in case you don't know, flip flops are like um, like very open, very open footwear, um, and there's just like a sort of like a cord that goes between your toe. Um, yeah, I don't know how to describe them well. So, um, but they make a flip-flop sound when you walk. That's why we call them flip-flops. Anyway, so when we realized this, we decided to bring up the topic and uh, and say like, so do you call <laughs> flip-flops thongs? <laughs> Then we um, explained uh, the misunderstanding that we had had earlier. Now, I'll finish off with one more story, but this this actually isn't um, it's it's not an example of hard to learn English. This is just um, it's it's about pronunci uh, pronunciation mistake. Um, but it's sort of amusing, so um, I'll, I'll tell you the story. So, I'd been spending some time with one of my Japanese friends, and uh, we'd had a, a nice day together. Uh, I should point out that this uh, friend was female, so maybe the story makes a bit more sense. Um, and yeah, it was a good day, and we were saying goodbye at the end of the day, and uh, then she said, please massage me. And uh, <laughs> now, obviously, uh, she meant to say, please message me, not please massage me. Um, I'm guessing, you know, massaging is uh, like rubbing, <laughs> rubbing someone. 
I don't know, ribbing someone. It is ribbing someone. How do you describe massaging in a way that doesn't sound so weird? Um, um, yeah, you just use your hands and rub someone, maybe their back or something, so that it, it uh, eases their pain. It makes them feel better. Anyway, that's massaging. And uh, she meant, please message me. Please send me a message. But when hearing this for for a tiny amount of time, you sort of think, um, why do you want a massage? And like, isn't that a bit, a bit soon, a bit forward? <laughs> but you very quickly realize, oh, no, 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 no. That's, uh, that's very much out of context. It must have been message me. Now, I, on, on this occasion, I decided I should probably tell her um, that you want to that you want to say message and not massage, so that she doesn't go around asking everyone to massage her. Um, <laughs> that could lead to some interesting experiences. Um, but anyway, um, I would love to hear from my listeners. Uh, have you got Have you got any stories of? Uh, well, I guess th this would be a separate topic. But so there's two things I'd like to hear. One is, have you got any examples of hard to learn English? So it's sort of like everything that you said is correct, but there's something, um, something in England that you didn't know um, that makes the whole sentence incorrect or gives it a different meaning. And the second thing I'd like to hear is, do you have any uh, stories where maybe you've used the wrong word or um, said something, uh, mispronounced something, and it, it's given the sentence a completely different meaning? Uh, especially funny stories. Funny stories are always good. And maybe I can share those in a future episode, perhaps. Anyway, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, afternoon or evening. Until next time, bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.